title of my sermon today is this, God is not afraid of the dark. Uh, I can't tell you how much I'm hearing from people, oh, pastor, oh, it's getting so dark out there. We're living in dark times. Have you seen the darkness? Have you seen this? Have you seen that? And, and people are asking me, like, what are we going to do these dark times? Like, what should we do? Or I hear people, they're retreating. Oh, you know, because, you know, we're seeing this and we're seeing this. We've just decided to pull back and we're going to protect ourselves. And we're because, you know, the darkness is coming. And, and so what are we going to do, Pastor? We're going to keep going. We're going to do what we've always done. We're going to trust God. We're going to move out in faith. Are you with me? Because God's not afraid of the dark. God's not surprised by anything that we're seeing or walking in. Can I get an amen today? God's not afraid of the dark and we shouldn't be either. Mark chapter 4 Verse 35, I'll read it in just a second, but the way that this story goes is the disciples are with Jesus, and they had just seen signs and wonders and the miraculous, and Jesus is teaching them, and their mind is being blown about these, all oh, these thoughts and these teachings that the Son of God, the Son of Man is, is sharing with them. So they're having these high moments with God, like, oh, this is incredible. But then they get to this moment here in Mark chapter 4, verse 35. And it says, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Jesus speaking, let us go over to the other side. Meaning dark was falling. Darkness was coming. The scripture says that it was evening. So for these guys, uh, you wouldn't typically begin to go over to the other side. You wouldn't travel by way of boat overnight. There's a few times in scripture where you see it, but, but this time it's not only Jesus trying to teach him and show him a few things, but he's also trying to get him to experience something, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And that's what I love about God is not only does God want you to know some things and learn some things and hear some things, but God wants us to experience some things. Can I get an amen? amen. And so I'm not so scared when darkness tries to come in and, and things try to, oh, have you heard about this in the schools? And they're trying to teach our kids this and they're trying, and darkness over here and darkness over here. Uh, we serve a God who's with us in our experiences. Can I get an amen? amen. And it's a God who's not afraid of the dark. And so he's like, hey, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go over to the other side. I realize that things are getting dark, but we're going to go anyway because we're going to go to the other side. I thought about it like this. As it got darker, Jesus said, let's take some ground. As things got darker, Jesus's mindset was, hey, there's an opportunity for us to take some ground here. I hope that it's our mindset and our structure and our platform and our position as Christians that even though things get darker, we still have the ability to see that we can take some ground here. Can I get an amen? You could say it like this, as the evening hour begin to tempt them to shut things down, Jesus said, we have an opportunity here to take some ground. Can I get an amen? As darkness began to shake things up and mess things up and ruin their feelings and their securities and their safeties, Jesus said, ah, even in this moment, we got opportunity to take some ground. He didn't say what we should do. You guys know where I'm going with this, don't you? And you're egging me on. You always do this to me. He didn't say, maybe it's a good idea. I can't even say it. I'm going to say it. Maybe we should just quarantine here for a little bit. Maybe we should shut things down for just a second until darkness. Are you with me? Maybe if we just waited out till morning. Instead, Jesus says, I see in this darkness an opportunity to take some ground. So get your butts in the boat and let's go to the other side. <laughs> okay. 2020 
has been a dark year. I think we would all admit, man, what a dark year. Darkness has made its way in in 2020. I think you could say it like this, that evening has been stubborn in 2020. Like, when is this evening just going to end? When is this nightfall just going to go away? I'm awaiting for the morning. Can I get an amen? How many of you are just saying, morning's coming? Remember in the beginning they said, uh, oh, hey, hey, everybody, two weeks. We're going to flatten the curve and then morning's going to come. You remember that? That was a good one. And then it was, hey, you know, a little bit. And so I remember as a pastor, we're going like, oh, man, two weeks. Like, this is crazy. All right, we'll do it. We'll do this two weeks. And then uh, I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, we're not going to be able to two weeks. It was a little bit, long, a little bit longer than two weeks. Uh, but then I was like, oh, man, we're not going to be able to have Easter. Like, we're not going to be able to have Easter. And so Easter. And then I just remember thinking, all right, well, we're going to have an amazing summer. We're going to do all this stuff. Here's actually a funny thing for you to hear. We have small groups, community groups as a church uh, every year. And this year, before COVID, we had just rebranded them and renamed them, check this name out, to Summer Socials. <laughs> and then the phrase that comes out is no social distance, you know, social distance, no socially. And so I was like, Summer, we're going to kick butt. It's going to be amazing. And I kept saying, morning's coming, morning's coming. And I'm still standing here trying to tell you, morning's coming. <laughs> it's coming. But in the darkness, we're still going to take ground. Can I get an amen? There's still an opportunity to go over to the other side and be and do what God's called us to do because God is not afraid of the dark. We're afraid of the dark. We get afraid of the dark. You know why we get afraid of the dark? Because in the darkness, it's hard to see what's going on. And so, oh my gosh, this is getting dark. I can't see what's going on in the dark. And so as soon as things become dark in our life, you're like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. And we don't like it because you can't see because we're a people of security. Because we like to trust in our ability instead of the ability of something we can't see. But the scripture says that we walk by faith and not by And so we got to be a people who learn to, even in the darkness, still keep walking didn't say we sit by faith. It didn't say we cuddle by faith. We quarantine by faith. We keep walking by faith. Are you with me today? We walk by faith and not by sight. Because even though we can't see in the darkness, we keep trusting. The other reason we don't like the dark is because it's hard to navigate. It's more complicated to get around in the dark. The light goes out and you're not sure what you can see and touch. And so we just get frustrated because it's another level of complication. So darkness steps in. Oh, no, I liked it better back in the day. I liked it better back in the day when it was light and it was easy. And we used to do it like this. Are you with me? And you knew your way around. But God always changes up our way that we get around, doesn't he? And he says, oh, I know we don't normally go by boat overnight, but we're going to do it today. He says, we're going to go over to the other side, even though it's dawn, even though it's starting to get dark. We're gonna... And so we, we as people, we like comfort. And so we go, oh, na- I don't want to navigate The other thing we don't like about being in the dark is it takes great focus. And we're spiritually lazy people. And so when darkness begins to press in and and doors close on our life and things begin to happen, oh, no, I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to be up again because it takes great focus. And we're so spiritually lazy and biblically illiterate that it's hard for us to get around in these dark times. And so I say, oh, I don't like it like this because I have to focus more Uh, in the dark things are more exaggerated. And so it's like, it's in the dark. All of a sudden the light goes out. It's in the dark. You say, what was that? What was that noise? What was that thing? And and so things are intensified in the dark. Things that you maybe didn't even hear throughout the day, you now hear 
in the night, in the dark, because things are intensified. And so when darkness begins to step in, you start to believe things that aren't as big of a deal as they really make themselves out to be. Are you with me? Oh, what was that? Oh, my God. Well, the gates of hell is not going to prevail against the church. Calm down if the darkness is coming in. Are you with me? Who, who cares if some things are changing? God is still on the throne. He's still in control. And I would actually be here to tell you he's got a plan for all of this. The other thing we don't like about the dark is it makes you have to go slow. You got to slow down in the dark. And, and I'm a seven on the Enneagram. I like to go and adventure and move fast and do things and try different stuff. And, and so I don't like the slow down part of it. Slow down. Sit around. Ugh. Sounds terrible. Slow down. Slow down in the dark. And I'll just say, some of you drivers, some of you driving in the dark at night, you're going a little too slow for the darkness. <laughs> but the darkness causes, oh, we got to go slower, and we like to go fast in our culture. And so when it's dark, you got to go slow, right? You're kind of like, oh, gosh, I don't want to step on the Legos, and right? <laughs> the other thing that happens in the dark is in the dark, we can't see the end, and we hate that because we like the security of knowing what's going to happen. Oh, I, I would love to follow God to the other side. I'd love to follow you, Jesus, to the other side, but I can't see the other side because it's dark. Therefore, I don't feel like I'm in control, so I don't like this feeling. But The feeling is actually faith because in the dark, we're looking for the wall. We're looking for the door, aren't we? Where is it? I can't see it. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. And so we don't like the dark because we can't see the end. But God's not afraid of the dark. Can I get an amen today? God, God, God can do some things in the dark. I love this scripture right here. John 8, 12 says this. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. And we love that one. We talk about that one. You would know that one. But if you read on, it says, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. It doesn't matter how dark it gets and how bad it looks. You're actually never going to be walking in darkness if God is on the inside of you. It says this, but we'll have the light of life. If you're a Christ follower, if you're a Christian, if you've made Jesus Lord of your life, I'm here to tell you that you're walking with the light of life. There is no darkness that can hinder you. There is no thing that should intimidate you. Why? Because you have the light of life. Oh, but pastor, you don't understand this in school and, and this is getting elected and this is doing a thing and this is doing a thing. I don't know. You got the light of life. None of that stuff matters. Are you with me today? You were made for this. You serve a God who said when it was at its darkest time, your God said, let there be light. And there was. He drove out darkness with his words. That's the God that you serve. When it was the most darkest, he made it the most light. I know that's not a real intelligent way of saying that. But I hope the ringing in the back of your head is this. God's not afraid of the dark, and you shouldn't be either. Whenever you're feeling, oh, I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know how it's going to work. Don't be afraid of the dark because God isn't, and you shouldn't be either. The scripture says that he spoke. He spoke, let there be light, and darkness vanished. I'm here to tell you this, that when God speaks, darkness will cease. In your life, when you proclaim the word of God over your situation, your darkness will flee. Are you with me today? Oh, pastor, it's getting so bad. It's getting so bad. No, I think it's actually getting so good now. Because the scripture says that, that darkness will cease. I believe this. We all know this point. That light is the brightest in darkness. 
there are lights around me right now. And so I could hold up a light bulb and you'd say, oh, that looks pretty bright. But if we turned off the lights and I held just my light and there was more darkness, how many know my light would be brighter? And so, oh, pastor, it's getting so bad. It's getting so dark. Actually, it's getting so good because our light is going to shine brighter. Are you with me today? Do you believe it, that it doesn't matter how dark it's looking? It doesn't matter how bad it's looking. Your light, God's light, the light of the world is going to be even brighter. Can I get an amen? I love this declaration uh, that was over Jerusalem, but it's over our lives as well. It's the famous Isaiah chapter 60. It says this, arise, shine. It says, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Doesn't say the church, the elder, the pastor. It's rising on you and me. Can I get an amen? It says this, see darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the people. I would say that this is in play today. Darkness is trying to cover the earth. Thick darkness is on people. The scripture says, but the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. I'm here to tell you this. Even though it's getting darker, it's getting glorier. <laughs> Put that one in the ringing back of your mind. Darkness may be up, but I can tell you glory is also on the way up. Can I get an amen today? The glory of God is rising on his people, and it says that it will be influential kings and leaders and others are going to be able to look to you as you arise and shine, and they'll be drawn to the light of God. I'm not scared of darkness. God's not afraid of the dark. I'm not afraid of the dark. Why? Because the glory is on the rise. Can I get an amen? The scripture says the meaning here for arise means to stand up. In these days, there's going to be a people that stand up. Shine means to stand out. One translation says to be radiant. It didn't say flicker. Yeah. It says there's going to be this radiance about you. Yeah. So when, when you see that single mom who's in total despair and suicidal thoughts and ask questions like, how is this happening to me? How am I ever? They're going to be able to look to you and see a radiance and say, what's different about you? It's because you're arising, you're standing, you're standing up, you're standing out, and the glory of God is upon you. Amen. And people say, well, pastor, it's getting dark. Maybe we should pull back and hide back, and maybe we should retreat. Maybe just take care of my family. I'm in a season right now where we just got to protect. No, no, God's saying it's time to arise and shine Amen. and be radiant yep. because the world is looking to you. Right. Are you with me? God says in the last days, he's looking for a people willing to stand up and stand out. I said last week, I believe the days of cute church is over. I believe that those days are gone. We want daylight Christianity. We don't want darkness. We don't want dawn, night. We want, we, we want daylight. Oh, I'm dress up the kids and everything be so cute. We say, oh, bless you, brother, sister. It's not like that anymore. God's saying, where are the people willing to stand up and stand out and arise and shine and, and let God's glory be on display in their life? The days of easy church and where everything goes well and it's cute, those days are gone. But the beauty in it is that God's glory will rise upon us because light shines brightest in darkness. And so Jesus says, hey, let's go over to the other side. We're going to go to the other side in the dark. And uh, these poor disciples, we all think it'd be so cool to be a disciple, right? Like, oh, if I could have just been a disciple. I don't know. Read the stories. I mean, that's, they got, I mean, hopefully there were some good counselors back in those days to work through this with these guys. 
So they see the miraculous, they see the signs and wonders, and they see all these things. And so then Jesus says, hey, we're going to go across in the dark. And the story actually begins, uh, is the story where we see that Jesus was sleeping in the boat. And so not only did they go across in the dark, which brought uncertainty and all the things that I described about the darkness, that's happening. But the scripture says, then a storm also happened. So Jesus is teaching, not only am I going to call you to move out in the darkness, but storms are also going to hit your life. Meaning there's going to be times when you're going to the other side that you're going to be in the darkness and storms are going to hit. It's going to go from bad to worse. And God is is still in it. And so so they got this whole thing and they wake up Jesus and and he calms the storm. They say, wow, who is this man that, that the wind and the waves would obey? They got this whole wow. And then when they get to the shore after this whole, wow, that was amazing. God is amazing. This is so awesome. And they're tweeting about it. And it was so great. And they feel so full of faith. They get to the shore. And the scripture says that they find a man who's so demon possessed. Somebody like, oh my gosh, he did Jezebel last week. And now he's going to do this. Yeah, I'm taking it another step. They find this guy who's so demon possessed. The scripture says this guy has so many demons And the place that they found him is he would walk about in a cemetery. Some of you sickos are like, I like it. Keep going. (laughs) You Halloween people. (laughs) He's walking about in this cemetery, so demon-possessed, the scripture says all he does is cry in the night and scream and wail and cut himself with stones in the cemetery. And the people of the town, they shackled him to his hands and and his feet, and they would try to tie him up because he was just such a a, a terrible situation. But the scripture says there were so many demons in this guy that he would break the chains and shackles every single time. So they have this whole thing with God, miracles, signs, wonders, the boat thing. God reveals who he is. They get to the shore. They're expecting to go to Chick-fil-A and eat Christian chicken. (laughs) Instead, this guy. The scripture says that there were so many demons in this man when they ask him who his name is. He says his name is Legion, for there's many demons about him. Scripture says that when they cast the demons out of this guy, that they cast him onto pigs. And it was about 2,000 pigs that it took to cast these demons onto. And then they ran and jumped off of the lake, uh, into the lake, which is like Lake Erie or one of the other lakes because we have the better lake. Can I get an amen? <laughs> West Side Lake is the best one. Huge deal, like all these demons, all of this stuff. And here's what I would hear to say to you about this. On the other side of their darkness, on their other side of their come through moment was breakthrough and deliverance waiting for them. They set this guy free. They, they cast these demons out of him. The reason they had to go to the other side was for the opportunity of breakthrough and deliverance. I'm here to tell you that the reason you have to go through the darkness, the reason you have to go into the other side is because God has breakthrough and deliverance on the other side for us. Why is it so bad? Why is all this stuff happening? Because God has great breakthrough and deliverance that he wants to use you to walk in. The darkness moment in our lives, I believe, bring our next assignments. Oh, we we needed the darkness. We needed the move across. Why? Because there was an assignment waiting for them. There may be hell on this side, but it's heaven's breakthrough on the other side. Oh, I wish I didn't have to be. No, no, you should be excited that you're a part of it. I've been saying this the last couple weeks. Think about this. You were born for such a time as this. There was a moment in time where God, the scripture says, was literally knitting you and forming you and planning you. 
And he said, okay, in 2020, I'm going to put some people here to do my work and advance my kingdom. And, and who am I going to create? Who am I going to use? And he decided to use you, 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 everybody in this room. He decided to put here for such a time as this. Some of you are like, what a ripoff. <laughs> 2020. No, no, no. You didn't get the short end of the stick. You didn't get the, the short shot. What You got born for such a time as this because God's about to do breakthrough. God's about to do deliverance and healing in the incredible. On the other side of this hell is heaven's breakthrough. And so you should get excited about it. I thought about it like this, and I'm almost done here in a minute. I thought about it like this. So oh, we're living in this time. No, this is the best time. The end times, the scripture says that God will empty himself upon the earth. He's going to pour himself out. Yes, there's a great falling away, and there, there's a bunch of things that we're going to see that we're not going to like, but as much as there's a falling away, there's also a great comeback and a, an end days harvest that I believe for. Are you with me? So think about it like this. I'm a movies person, and, and, and you'll get it if you're like this. Uh, we are at the scene of the movie where it all comes together. This is the moment. This is the end of the movie. You've been watching it to get to this point. This is the good point. This is where we get all the guns and all the grenades, and we go out and we finish this thing. This is the high scene of the movie, and you're called to be a part of it. Can I get an amen? Oh, it looks bad, and it looks like it's not going to turn around, and they did this. But it's our moment to go back and storm the gates of hell. Can I get an amen? It's saddle up, cowboy, if that's the movie you're into. It's time to roll, church. This is our moment. I thought about it like this. If you've ever been in a fight, you know, you're in a fight. You're fighting physically. And you're in a fight and you're mad. That's why you're fighting. You're mad. Uh, some of you will relate to this, and then I'll give you a different analogy later. But you're in this fight and you're mad and you're fighting, but then you don't really get mad until they land one on you, right? Oh, now I'm mad. You lay, now, now you're going to get after it with somebody that's where I believe like the church is at. We've been in this fight, but now we're in the end times. And it's like, wait a second. And now I'm going to wake. Yeah. You, you, you think you're going to land a punch on us? You think you're going to do a thing about 2020? Oh, I'll be careful. Your coronavirus? That's the best play you got? You're going to shut our church down with a virus? Um, the scripture says when we see Satan, we're going to look at him and be like, that's the guy? That's the guy that all of this, we were so afraid of that. There's my wrestling guys. That Rudy Poo jabroni. Okay. okay. That's for my wrestling fans. Same thing. You're in an argument. Oh, we're fighting. We're in an argument. And you're saying some things. You're upset about some stuff. But then somebody says the thing. Oh, no, you didn't. Now you're really fighting. This is where the church has got to get on all this stuff. Shots have been fired. And it's not time for us to be, oh, oh. no, it's time for us to go, it's on. Yippee-ki-yay-yay, -yay, or whatever they say. <laughs> uh, I feel like a bad word follows that. I don't, did I? Daniel was like, bro, we're bandits, but I'm not going with you on that one. We're in a fight. But the good thing about this is God's not scared of the dark, and we shouldn't be either. Amen. And we got the, the, the light of the world. We're, we're, we got all that we need. 
Are you with me? I'll close with this, Matthew chapter 5. Many of you have heard this, but I'll give you the message version. It says this, here's another way to put it. You're here to be light. This is what we're here to do. We're not here to, to retract and hold back and hide in and, and just keep us. And do, no, you're here to be the light. That's what you're here to be. It says bringing out God colors in the world. You being the light, you being radiant, you standing up and standing out is bringing about the godliness in this world. Amen. Scripture says this, God is not a secret to be kept. We are going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? God's saying, I've made you light bearers. I'm not going to hide you under a bucket. A bunch of buckethead Christians. I've, I've made you a light now. Arise and shine. Open your churches, pastors. <laughs> Reach some people. Don't hide under the bucket. Be a light. It says this, I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. God's not afraid of the dark. Why? Because he's using us to shine and be his light. Arise, shine. The glory of God is upon you to reach people. To be the answer. Can I get an amen today?